temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Well, is it a good win? A win is a win. The Green Bay Packers go to 5-1 and one on the season, 35-20. to 20. They knock off. A bad Houston Texans team. Welcome back uh, to the program. It's the Green and Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. And, Gary, uh, look, to me it was an impressive win. The offense did exactly what they were supposed to do. We saw Devontae get a lot of targets and catch a lot of balls, and still people are saying this is not a good win. Who cares? They should have beat this team. Is this where we're at now, man? Well, yeah, no, a win is a win. We'll take it. It's a great win. But, see, here's the problem, Bill. And it's also on on the show that I'm on the big show. I mean, and I, I've got a lot of co-hosts. They they talking Super Bowl. They when they went four and zero, three and zero. I got all my guys. It was Leroy Butler and 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 Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. All these guys talking Super Bowl. So you get that big. You know, you're you're on this big high, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. And then they 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 go and lose, and then they still talking Super Bowl. And then you get a game like this, and then all of a sudden. And, and there were a lot of people who were talking Super Bowl like those two guys, right? And then all of a sudden they get a loss, and then you look at this game, and you give this game kind of the side eye, and then now all of a sudden your, your Super Bowl aspirations that you thought that what they really were, you are kind of not giving the side eye like maybe you may not think that they're Super Bowl caliber. Don't worry about it. They're 5-1. and one. It's a win. Just keep stacking wins. And you'll figure out Super Bowl along the way. So for me, a win's a win. You're five and one. We'll figure out what Chicago is. Who Chicago play? They play the Rams in, at. They play in, the Rams on Monday Angeles, night. Monday night, and so they they're tied for you with for first place, or maybe they by percentage of points ahead of you. That, that, that's that's where we are. Let's just try to win a division. Don't worry about Super Bowl. Don't worry about that stuff. You're five and one. Did it look great? No, I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but they were in command. I mean, it, there was never a doubt that they were going to lose the game. Uh, but, you know, you were without David Bakhtiari. You were without, without Aaron Jones. You would say, like, if you had to rank, you know, your offensive your offensive players, what Rodgers, number one, maybe Bakhtiari is number two, Aaron Jones, number three, or, or vice versa. So you were missing a lot offensively, and you still – were able to score the amount of points that you were able to score. The tackling, I thought, was much, much better, Bill. 
uh, in this football game. And you're still seeing some guys that you've never seen before. Like, I mean, the rookie kid out of, that, that's out of Texas somewhere, you saw him. This number 41 guy, I don't even know his name. I mean, you're seeing guys defensively showing up that you never thought you'd see. Uh, the Kamal Martin came in. He, I thought he played right. a pretty good game. So th- there's a lot of positives, I think, to, to take out of this. Don't 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 get with the whole hum. I, I need to see more of all that. It's it's COVID nineteen. Nothing's been the same. We're trying to figure it out. Is that too much? Henry Henry Black is who you're talking about. Number forty one. Forty one. There he is. Henry Black. Henry Black. Yeah. There he now is. a household name. Yes, right. <laughs> Right. 855 You can find uh, Gary over on Twitter at Gary Ellerson. You can find me at Bill underscore Michaels. You can find us in those realms, and uh, we'd be happy to chat with you. Let's get to, uh, to our buddy Ty listening to us in Philadelphia. Ty, how you doing, man? What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's going on, guys? What's up, Ty? Hey, man. I would say, uh, you know, obviously a win is a win, man. But uh, you know, this team was thirteen and three last year. That's that's a whole bunch of wins, man. I, you know, it's about Super Bowls for me, man. Well, of course, uh, it's about Super Bowls. Yeah, I mean, they still look like the same team, man. This team, yeah. there's something yeah. about this team to me that don't yeah. don't smell right yeah. when it comes to being a contender. To win the Super Bowl. Well, who's a contender? Well, well, who's a contender in the NFC? Who are the contenders in the NFC? It's it's probably looking like Tampa Bay is going. Okay, who else? Who else? They built the right way. Who has a who has a contender? Good offense like who else is Green Bay? Who has a contender? Seattle got a good offense like Green Bay, but okay, Tampa Bay, Seattle, and who else? And Green Bay is probably right now. There you go. They're a contender. They're there. but but are we looking at another second round knockout and, and, and or even a first round knockout? Yeah, sure we are. And, yeah, yeah we are. We're looking at that too. And so is Tampa Bay. I don't believe in them. So is Chicago. I, I don't believe in them. But, okay. So you, is you Seattle. Don't I don't them, believe Gary. in them. So so are, is Green are, Bay. Are and hold doing? on. And so is Green Bay. And I don't believe in them either. It, it's wide but, open for me. But are, is Tampa? Can you admit that Tampa Bay is built? a little bit better than the Packers. They built to, to go to the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, you can't dispute that. I, I, would, I would say this. Last year, and thanks for your phone call, Chuck. Last year, Bill, when they played uh, Tampa, uh, when they played um, San Francisco, the Packers did yep. during the regular season, I said to myself, Seth, they'll never beat that team. But Dude, when they played I- Tampa, when they played Tampa and lost against Tampa, I, didn't, I, I just don't have that same feeling. Right, and I said this. We said the same thing last or, uh, last yeah last week when we when they got knocked off. We said, look, you, uh, you play them ten times, maybe they beat you six, maybe you beat them six. I, I think it was that. 50, I think it was 50. that kind of a 50, right, 50. right. I, uh, I I I don't feel the same. I don't feel that the, that the Bucks are as dominant as San Francisco was last year. For whatever reason, I don't know why, I just don't. It's the fact that the Packers, in the beginning of that game, were able to move up and down the field. And Correct. they didn't do anything against San Francisco. Right. So while I feel the defense of the Buccaneers is, is really good, and I'm not going to say the best because I don't want to get into that, but I feel they're really good. I think the Packers can still score on them. I still, right. still think the Packers can Well, Rodgers didn't, didn't play his best game. Correct. So how good of a win was this or is this for the Packers? See, I, I, I'm of the belief of, yeah, 
you know, is it wash, rinse, repeat when you get into the postseason of what we saw last year? It very well could be. I, I you know, look, very I'd well like to see be. them have very well could be. I'd like to see yeah. them have more weapons. Absolutely. However, but you got you can only play the schedule you have, and you can only beat a team so bad. You know what I mean? They yeah. there was never a moment in this game in which I didn't feel they were going to win this game. Correct. That I didn't feel that they were in control. And oh, by the way, you're supposed to put up 35 on bad teams. That's Correct. what you're supposed to do. Correct. So I, I I'm not going to have the say the Packers have to apologize for this win. You know what I mean? Right. There's no reason to. No reason to. So I but but look, people want to knock it. I get look, I guess until they actually hoist a trophy, those people are going to sit on the sidelines with their arms folded and go, "Well, show me something." And that's mm-hmm. fine. Cuz yeah, right. from, from point that's A to point B, at. you're going to miss out on you're going to miss out on a lot of joy, enjoyment of decent <laughs> football or good football cuz you're just going to be pissed off all the time cuz they haven't right. won a trophy. Right. And, and I understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand it. 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. You want to chime in and join us today, please go ahead and do so. Gary Ellerson alongside, I'm Bill Michaels. Now, Aaron Rodgers, I, I – I want to go back to the play. I was tweeting out today that it was like one misdirection, one RPO, one one good play call after the other. I saw the rhythm back today. Now, granted, they didn't play from behind. They went right down. They scored. They had the lead from the very beginning and never relinquished it. But what I saw was really creative, really good, insightful, playing to what the the defense was doing and then countering that today, specifically on that, that touchdown pass in the second quarter where everybody was heading. I mean, everybody got froze because Jamal Williams had been running the ball so well. They even highlighted it on the, on the television. Mm-hmm. But everybody froze. And then Aaron Rodgers, naked out to the left side, easy toss to, or easy toss to Sternberger into the end zone. I, I thought it was brilliant play calling today. Well, it was up until the third quarter because I believe in the third quarter, was it late in the third quarter where you had three, three and outs? I mean, that was awful. Yeah. I mean, I right. think, yes. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. They came out in the first half, great rhythm. The, the, the defense was playing well. But then there in that third quarter, somewhere in that third quarter, you had three, three and outs. I'm like, what the hell is that? I mean, so you get those, and, and, and it felt like they were trying to throw the football. It felt like, to me, they were out of sync again. I don't know what they were doing. I mean, you know, it was just, it just got weird. You're right. You played that well then, it just got weird. And I think the reason why it got weird is because they were up, they felt like they were in control, and maybe they were just trying some stuff. But it did get weird there in the third quarter. 855-830-8648. If you want to chime in, feel free to go ahead and do so. We're going to take a quick break, come back. I want to get more of your thoughts and analysis and what you think of this win. Was this a good win for the Green Bay Packers? I mean, there's already people coming out knocking it, saying this was, who cares? This was not a good, if you say who cares, then why are you watching it? You know, if you're already going to knock it, be, it they, we could have said at the beginning of the show, 35-20 and the Packers get a win, would you have taken it? And most of you would have said yes, and then the yeah. pessimists would have said this is just, you know, awful. So was this a good win? Did this put the train back on the tracks for you for the Green Bay Packers? And if not, what is the next win that will? That's what we want to know. 855-830-8640. Packers go to 5-1 and one with a 35-20 win over the Houston Texans. We've got more of the Green and Gold postgame show right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
35 to 20, the Green Bay Packers get a win. They go to 5 and 1 on the season. Aaron Rodgers stellar in his performance today. Man, what a big day Rodgers had. His numbers uh, absolutely fantastic. He ended up going 23 of 34, 283 yards, was not sacked, hurried three times, and that's without David Bakhtiari, remember, four touchdowns and had a quarterback rating of 132. Point four, all smiles during the postgame show. So uh, we're going to hear from Aaron Rodgers coming up a little bit later on. Deshaun Watson, a good day, 29 to 39, 309 yards. He was sacked three times. The Packers got some pressure on him at times. He was elusive as well as he ended up running for 38 yards. But a couple of touchdowns, no picks, and a quarterback rating of 114.2. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels taking your phone calls, your reaction. Was this a good win? For the Green Bay Packers. Let's go to Tom listening to us in Stillwater. Tom, how you doing today, buddy? What's going on? Doing good, fellas. A good win. Um, hopefully I'm not sidetracking the show here, but I, I did have a different question to pose, and it's real, really a simple one. We've all had a front row seat now and seen J.J. Watt play us. Is this guy, in your opinions, worth, say, a number two or three in his big contract to bring him in here and, and get this rush, rush defense short up? Thanks, guys. Uh, there's a lot of talk out there that J.J. Watt could possibly be on the trade block, Gary. I First of all, I can't imagine it because he is their their hero down there. Uh, but you tell me, what would J.J. Watt, what would you have to, to, to give up to get J.J. Watt? What do you think he's worth because of the injury history? Well, I think um, maybe a second round, uh, maybe a, a second and a fourth, maybe a second and a fifth. Maybe something like that. Uh, worth it for me if you're the Green Bay Packers. Uh, difference maker. Bring him in your locker room. I mean, I know we need offensive talent. I mean, I take that, but this is J.J. Watt. I mean, any other guy, give me a receiver, right? I mean, give me right. Will Fuller's available. Uh, uh, A.J. Green, they say he's available. Uh, I mean, there's a couple of receivers out there available. I take all those guys. But not over J.J. Watt. Any other, right. but, but, but because J.J. Watt also makes your offense better as well. He makes your team better. He makes your locker room better. He makes your community better. And I say you play him like you play Julius Peppers. I, I, I don't think you need to play him every single down here in Green Bay. I think you need to prolong him. So I, I think what you can do is play him, you know, you, you, you put him on a snap count. So he gets... A number of snaps, you know, per per game. And that's how we did with Julius Peppers. And I think that prolonged his career. You probably can get another four to five years out of this guy if you do him that way. But most certainly, I think he, I don't know if he, he gets you to the Super Bowl, but he gets you closer. Because what you're trying to do, you're in that, you're you're in that conversation with Tampa Bay, with Seattle, with the Rams. You you know what I mean? You're they're all in there together. And what that does is that they push you closer to being number one in the NFC. Yeah, if they can, they need to go get him now, Bill. They need to figure out how to do that. If they, I mean, they, every time I watch uh, 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 T.J. Watt, my stomach gets upset. I mean, I don't know how we screwed that up. The guy's right, right. to take him, right? You bring this guy home. He makes your locker room. He makes your whole team better right now. He's not the player that he once was. But you put him with... Bo Smith and with Kenny Clark, what? Right. You got something. 
Yeah, well, that's just it. You put him with both Smith brothers and Kenny Clark on that defensive what? front, and you have got something real. Then, then you right. got then you got to pick your poison yes. of what you're going to take, what you're going to defend. That's yes. when you got to pick your poison because that, yes. that. And I agree with you. It makes it. And and one thing that people don't kind of understand is it makes your linebackers better. Well, no doubt about that. And it gives you a situation where if you want to go to a four three. You could become very multiple with four, with a four three. Rex right. Ryan ran a lot of four three with, with his defense that he had, so it, it, it gives Patton an opportunity to get out of that three four a little bit, get into a, a little bit more of a four three to stop the run. Although I thought the defense played very well today in stopping the run, I thought they tackled much better than they did in previous games. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Do you feel that this was a good win? Uh, Dennis says on Twitter, it was a win, a 15-point road win against a good young quarterback. A little sloppy. Yes, it was much better than what we watched last week, and we are now 5-1. and one. I will take it. Um, let's see here. This is uh, JR3 who says, uh, good win, no, okay win, yes, great win, absolutely not. They beat a team they were supposed to beat. Isn't that what good teams do? Yeah. That's my point. Right. That, I, I, it, it, it's mind-boggling to me when people want to poo-poo. Look, I, it's, they didn't just beat the best team in the league. I get it. But it, it's like, come on, man. At what point do you say that, 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 okay, they've lost one game? Was it a game that was just, you know, a sloppy game by the Green Bay Packers last week? Was it a game that just Aaron Rodgers didn't play very well? Or was it a game in which they just completely got their ass kicked and outmanned and that they're never going to beat that team? I think it was probably a game Aaron didn't play great, the defense didn't play great, had a few injuries, okay, right. didn't work out, and, and I think that they can come back and get them. I'm not anywhere – I never left that game against Tampa Bay feeling the same way I did against San Francisco last year when they got just their clocks cleaned by the uh, 49ers. Correct. Just not at all. Mm-hmm. Just not at all. Eight five five eight three zero eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Give us a shout. What do you think of this Green Bay Packers team and the win that they just got? Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Dan says uh, good win. He says, but more so, congratulations. And I got to say this. I got to pause for a minute. Graham Mertz. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I'm I'm jumping in the pool on this. Don't do that. Don't do that. I I Don't, I thought stop. he was. No, I know, but stop. I'm telling you. I look. I, do I think he's the Heisman Trophy candidate? No. Okay, Stop. could he be one day? Maybe, but I'll Stop. tell you this. I, but Gary, this is the first time since <laughs> Russell Wilson that we saw a guy that, and I'm not, I'm not knocking the quarterbacks that the that, that the Badgers have had, but this is the first time that a guy came in and looked like a quarterback. You know what I mean? Just, and I'm not saying he had all the smarts or he made all the right moves and all the right reads and all the right throws, and it, you know it could have been just first game and that's great. But didn't he come in and just kind of command the look of a quarterback? It's Illinois, but yeah, sure. I mean, I mean, it was an Illinois was, team that beat the Badgers last yeah, year. Yeah, we turned it. We we had the ball like we had the ball like for forty minutes against Illinois. We puked it up. We gave that game away. Illinois had the ball for like eighteen or nineteen minutes. Bill, we threw right. the game away. I mean, so did, did he look good? Yeah, I'm gonna give him. He looked good. I I once again, this is this is Packer fans right now. We were four and zero. They were talking Super Bowl. Now we get this kid here, Graham Mertz. Yeah, he look good. Now he gonna win the Heisman Trophy. We need to slow it down. We, I know, I know, we want to win more Super Bowls. I know at Wisconsin we want to win more championship. But I caution you. Here's why I caution you, because the Ohio State University, the team that you have to beat, 
they are stacked and they are always stacked. What do I mean by that, Gary Ellison? I, what I mean by that, that they probably have a quarterback that's going to be in the first round. They probably have a running back that we don't know about yet that's going to get drafted in the first round. They mm -hmm. probably have a receiver that we don't know about yet that's going to get drafted in the first round. reason why all that happens that way is because we don't recruit at that high enough level. Alabama, we don't recruit at Alabama level and Ohio State level and Clemson level. They have all those pieces backed up behind more stops. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy in that we have that, but it's not enough. Now, here we go, Bill. This is the Packer way now. This is a Badger way. Can we catch lightning in a bottle? Here come the Milwaukee Brewers. Can we catch right. lightning in a bottle? Here right. come the Milwaukee Bucks. Can we catch lightning in a bottle? Because there's no sure thing. Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson have probably the, mo the, the closest that you can get to a sure thing because of the way they recruit ball players. I'm just saying. I that I completely agree with. My my enthusiasm comes from it was just exciting to see a guy <laughs> that came in with hype that actually in good. his first okay. his first game lived okay. up to the hype. Okay, that's it. All right. I agree I, with you. I, look, but but you know what he because he was also recruited by numerous big colleges, including Alabama. So my whole he thing is... He got a letter from Alabama. He got well, a letter, he got a letter well, from it, Alabama. They looked over the fence. Yeah, they looked over the fence. He got a letter from George. They did. Yeah. They well, when he whoops their ass in that Final yeah. Four, Gary, they're we'll going to say, we see. wish we would have done more than look we'll over that see. fence. We'll <laughs> see. He's like, he's like Tim on the Tomb of Time, whatever that guy is. Where he's Tim the Tomb of Taylor, yeah. But you really don't see his face. You just kind of hear his voice. That's the letter he got. Yeah, and no, I, I completely get it. But all I'm saying is is maybe he's a guy that all of a sudden opens the door a little bit for others to look over here's, to, to here's Wisconsin and say I, we I can go agree. there too. Here's what you need. I would agree. But you need Jonathan Taylor to go with him, right? Right. You need uh, you need Quintus Cephas to go with him. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're dealing with when you're dealing with Ohio State and when you're dealing with uh, when you're dealing with Georgia, when you're and not Georgia so much anymore, or when you're dealing with Alabama, when you're dealing with Clemson, they have guys to go with those guys, so they don't have to do it all by themselves. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Packers get a win. They go to five and one, thirty-five to twenty. They knock off the Houston Texans. How big of a win or good of a win is this? Do you believe in the Green Bay Packers, or are you folding your arms saying, I want to wait and see? Don't be shy. Let us know where you're at on this. we got a lot more of the Green Gold Postgame Show. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. We'll be back after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Second down at two with Williams in the backfield. Rodgers, Adams inside the 10 and forced out of bounds inside the five-yard line. Welcome back. Packers get a win 35-20. They go to 5-1 and one on the season. It's the Green and Gold postgame show. I'm Bill Michaels, Gary Ellerson alongside. Aaron Rodgers, a big day today. Looking at the statistics, 23 of 34, 283 yards, four touchdowns on the day. Devontae Adams. Uh, Gary, now here you go. Here's yeah. the numbers from last week. Jamal Williams, 
was the second most targeted receiver today out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. Five targets, four catches, 37 yards. Right. Uh, Devontae Adams, 16 targets, 13 yeah. catches, 196 yeah. yards, and uh, 45 being the longest and a couple of touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, but today, the difference that I felt was, and maybe this is just what I sensed, but okay. Aaron did a great job, and Matt LaFleur did a great job with play calling. Some throws were like, hey, Devontae, go get it, and that's what you're supposed to do. Other calls, it looked like it was really good misdirection that opened up other things for Devontae to get open. And, and I mean, Devontae obviously had uh, – there were some injuries to their secondary, and I, he obviously had a good field day with it. But what it did was is it left him a couple of times in one-on-one coverage, and you can't defend Devontae Adams 90% of the time with just one-on-one coverage. And I thought today, while Aaron did look to him a lot, he wasn't staring him down. He wasn't you – know, you know what I mean? It wasn't – it seemed to well, be really fluid it, today. It wasn't as obvious, but he always stares him down. I mean, that's going to happen. Uh, because he's your number one guy. So you got to match him, you're going to look to him. But what you, you, yeah, I agree with you. And because what you end up seeing is you saw him get open on a lot of these crossing routes, these over routes, these routes are coming underneath. You saw a lot of, so when you get those things, that that's within the, that, that's within the design of the offense. When you start getting plays, like when he's out on the sideline, Bill, those types of plays, and we're just throwing it up. And the one that Roger just dropped in the basket there, on the sideline to him was unbelievable. Right. Wasn't a touchdown. That that's just my guy's been your guy. I'm throwing it. He's going to go route. Boom, fine, right. But but the one that he threw to the right side, I believe he was in a slot. Uh, Rogers actually looked off to the left and came right. back to the right and threw it to Devontae. Now he's probably going to go to Devontae the whole time, but still it, it, he looked the, the safety off or thought if there was one there. So yeah, you, you're right. I, I felt like it was within the framework or what they were trying to get done offensively. Yeah, the uh, the first time that uh, – for the first touchdown of the day, um, I, which I thought was – was it went to Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers stared him down. But Devontae worked himself open, and Aaron Rodgers also threw it to the only spot on the field, the corner of the end zone on the outside, mm-hmm. that Devontae could have gotten to it. He was the only one that could have got there. So right. that was the first time. But I agree with you. It was crossing patterns. And Aaron, and they just showed like three, four, five, six catches, I think, on Fox. And you could see Aaron in the in the pocket, look left, then back to Devontae. Look at Devontae, right. look left, back to Devontae. He was looking all over the field. And then he knew where he wanted to go. He just right. had to look off the coverage or at least freeze a couple of guys for a second to then come back to him. And that deep pass to Devontae Adams with no over-the-top help, you're one-on-one with right. a guy that's just not that good. What the hell are right. the Texans thinking? Because that that was that was a that was a not only a big play, obviously to Devontae Adams, a 45-yard touchdown pass, but it was like, what are you doing? Well, not putting anybody well, over the top there. Well, here's what it was, Bill. That that's the difference between the Bucks defense and the Texans defense. The Bucks can play that, the Texans can't. So yeah. that's what you're going to run, and that's why. And I think our our fans are so knowledgeable. They see those types of things, and that's why they're saying, "Ho hum, I'll wait till we play somebody," because we know that they can beat the Texans. We know that they can beat those teams like that. What, what, what? Can they beat the Bucks? Can they beat Seattle? Can they beat the Rams? Can they beat the Bears? That that's what Packer fans are wondering right now. They're so ho hum with these games. Now they go play what Minnesota next week at Minnesota. At Lambeau Field. 
Yep. And that that should be another game that they should, you know, rack up a lot of yards and a lot of points on. Let's go to Tory listening to us in Columbus, Wisconsin. Tory, how you doing today? What's going on? Hey, hi. Uh yeah, <laughs> Gary keeps on stealing my punches. I called last week about staring down Devontae Adams and uh you know, I just thought Aaron didn't play within the system uh, last week. Um, and maybe this is coaching, and I kind of want to go to coaching. You look at what Mike McCarthy is doing with Dallas, and you look what LaFer is doing with the Packers. And you even heard Aaron Rodgers say, you know, we were ahead of ourselves. We thought we were this. We thought we were that. And I think that kind of goes to him, you know, staring down down Devontae and maybe not playing within the system and you see today Bill you mentioned it he was looking all around Mm -hmm. uh, targeted Aaron uh, the running back sorry Um, and we had way more people injured today than we had last week and I think there's two different defenses I'll guarantee you that Uh, I believe yes go for J.J. Watt please do Uh, we'll be a Super Bowl contender uh, no matter what if we get him but let, let's talk about coaching, and we're not giving LaFour the credit. Look what Mike McCarthy, he had a year and a half to sit and revamp his whole offense, everything, and look what he's doing. All the procrastinators were saying Dallas could be a Super Bowl contender. They play in the worst division, and look what McCarthy's doing. So let's give credit to LaFour, and thank you very much. All right, buddy, appreciate it. Uh, McCarthy got absolutely humiliated and Andy Dalton got his bell rung. He got uh, just just beat up on that turf. Yeah. 25 to 3 the Cowboys got drilled by Washington today. And there they is now nothing. rumors they got nothing. Yeah, between and, and the other side of the coin on this is his biggest problem down there is their defense completely sucks. Yeah. I mean, you know, Dak Prescott, I mean, you kind of put the cart before the horse because you say, look at Dak's numbers and what he was doing, and even Andy Dalton was moving the team. But the problem is they were doing it also because the defense had given up so many yards and so many points mm-hmm. that you're doing it come from, coming from behind, so you're kind of padding the stats. But, you know, boy, I, that defense is horrific. And McCarthy, they're calling for his head because he was stupid enough to hire a buddy in Mike Nolan versus well, hiring – Right. Well, that's just it. But that's that's what the battle cry is down there, that he's more worried about his buddies than he is about winning and blah, blah, blah. So, And, and there's rumors now that Mike might not even – if they lose a couple more games, Mike might, need, might not even make it to week 10, which I would think that would be crazy. Uh, but Jerry Jones is 78 years old. He wants another championship, and he's, he doesn't want to wait three, four, five years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't blame him. So – he uh, he he's he's got an itchy trigger finger, especially living down there in Dallas. They they can have yeah. trigger fingers like that. Yeah. So eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll listen to what sure. Devontae Adams had to say after the ball game. Uh, we'll we'll give that a, a little bit of play so we can hear Devontae. Also, we're taking your phone calls and your reaction. And you tell me because a lot of people chiming in on the Facebook fan page saying, well, you know, this is, was expected. So my question is, if if this is not a big deal as a win, what win is? At what point do you look at this team and say, this is this is a damn good football team? Or do you say, I, you know what, I'm going to wait until after they get to the NFC Championship game, and then I'll become a believer. Until then, I'm not believing anything. So let us know what your thoughts are on that. 855-830-8648. He's Gary Ellison. I'm Bill Michaels. We got more coming up right after this. You're listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network.
How did Green Bay's first score of the game happen? Who helped to put the points on the board? It's time for the Schulze Family Beef score of the game. Schulze Family Beef, providing high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection and place your order today at SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Welcome back. Five and one, the Green Bay Packers are, and they knock off the Houston Texans 35-20. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. We are glad you are with us. Uh, Devontae Adams, after the game, he ended up uh, with a big day today. As a matter of fact, a couple of times he'd done at the end zone, 16 targets, 13 catches, 196 yards. He had a long of 45 and, like I said, two touchdowns. Uh, let's take a listen to what he had to say after the ball game. There you go, Devontae Adams after the ball game. And, Gary, he sounded like, uh, well, with some of the questions, it wasn't like he had a chip on his shoulder, but he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Well, right. I mean, you heard them talking all day about doubling him. And defensively, Bill, that's what I would do. I, I don't know why the Texans, on, in obvious passing situations, third and long or whatever it is, I, just go double him. Make MVS, Malik. Make make them guys, St. Brown, make them guys beat you. Tunyon, Sternberg, although he called Tunyon. For the life of me, I don't get that concept at all. You got one guy. We know they've got one receiver. Go shut him down. Time now real quick for the first score of the game, brought to you by Schulze Family Beef. And here it is, Devontae Adams himself. Tenth play of the drive for the Packers. Williams lined up to the right of Rodgers. Lewis shifts. Third and goal. Rodgers throws, finds Adams for a Packers touchdown. That's the first score of the game. It's brought to you by Schulze Family Beef, high-quality pasture-raised beef for three generations from their Wisconsin family farm to your family table. Check out their selection today. Go to Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. That is Schulze, S-C-H-O-L-Z-E, SchulzeFamilyBeef.com. Two more hours yet to go. It's the Green Gold Post Game Show. Packers get a win. Gary and, I'll, Gary and I will talk about it next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. The Packers go to 5-1. and one. They beat the Houston Texans 35-20. Welcome back. It's the Green Gold Postgame Show. I'm Bill Michaels. Gary Ellerson alongside as well, the former Packer and Badger running back. You want to get a hold of us. Uh, the phone line's wide open, 855-830-8648, Also, if you want to get a hold of us on Twitter, it is at Gary Ellerson. That's at Gary Ellerson. You can find me at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore michaels uh we got our buddy trell on hold been on hold a while let's go to, uh, right to the phone calls trell how you doing hey how you gentlemen doing hey going on serious man. all right um bill i, I mean i mean I, I guess it's good that they didn't uh allow uh last game to linger but really didn't learn anything about today i mean uh, you know you haven't played anybody um so they're gonna win 
you know, 11, 12, 13 games more than likely. But when they run into a team that's very talented and that's aggressive, they're going to lose. And, I mean, if you're, if you're fine with getting your ticket into the playoffs and going through the motions, then I guess that's, that's fine for you. I mean, as far as that type of fan, but I'm just not. I'm not there anymore as far as that. And I'm not going to be there. I mean, I don't think it's pretty much anything. The only thing they can do this year is maybe when they play a team like a Tennessee or, um, you know, San Francisco even. They're not the team from last year, but they're still going to pose a threat. Uh, they're going to attack the game with a level of physicality that you're not going to get from, uh, you know, a team on a on on set week. But, um, you know, to, to me, the Packers, they won. I'm, I'm happy, but. You know, it's just pretty much going through the motions type of feeling. I'm more is, excited about Graham Mertz right now. I, it, Terrell, let me ask you something. Is, 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 are you basically saying that, look, this is, as I've stated before, kind of the wash, rinse, repeat, and there's, yeah. it's great It's great to watch the season, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah, pretty much that's it. I mean, you know they're not going anywhere. Like, I, like I've told Gary, I'm sure that he, he can attest to this, you know, unless they have a Cinderella moment and it doesn't turn midnight, you know, before the playoff game is over with, they're, they're not going anywhere. So, as far as that, unless the team gets aggressive and does something that they normally don't do, and they try to, you know, add to the morale and add to the talent of that team. Otherwise, don't see anything happening. But I'm, I'm sure excited for the Wisconsin Badgers and Grand Merge right now. I, I must say that. Very excited. I uh, appreciate it as always, Trell. I'm not, we're excited for the, the Badgers, no doubt. But, Gary, I, it, there seems to be like this. On one hand, you got people that say, you see, they didn't need to go out and draft a first wide receiver or a middle linebacker. They're winning. It's great. And then you've got others like Terrell that are like, what'd you do? You're this, kind of the same team you were. All you did was kind of reabsorb the offense, and you're looking a little bit better. And you're really not better than the best teams that are out there. So, what, you know, why, unless, of course, injury becomes the great equalizer. So, why should we get into it? Let's look for other things to get into. Well, well, right. I mean, because it's, we, we've seen this movie before. I mean, we've right. watched it. That's that's the problem. We've seen it over and over and over. I mean, we've seen the same movie for about 20 years in a row. Every every Sunday, every fall, we watch this movie over. I mean, under McCarthy, we've seen this movie, right? Under Mike Sherman, we, we've seen this movie, right? Only mm-hmm. between uh, Mike McCarthy and Mike Sherman is that you won the Super Bowl with Mike McCarthy, but Sherman, you most certainly seen this movie. Uh, Mike Holmgren, m- maybe you saw parts of it, but you got a Super Bowl yet. You went to two there. So we, we've seen this before. So I think if, if you're a Packer fan, if you've been watching this for a long time, you're asking yourself, uh, yeah, wake me up when we get to the playoffs. Or you're looking for signature games, signature wins, right? Like Terrell said, maybe it's San Francisco. I haven't think the, the Chicago Bears will, will be – a test for us at least uh, two, the, uh, the two times that we're going to play them. 49ers, they're not the team they used to be, but I'd like to see us against those teams again. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out, we, are, we, are we Super Bowl bound? Are we good enough? I, I just I just think we are like a lot of, about five other teams in the NFC. I, I think on in, any given day, one of those teams, and the Packers are one of them, can win the NFC championship. I uh, got an email here from uh, from Jake, and Jake says, uh, hey, guys, they got beat by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who already have good wide receivers in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, even guys like Scott Miller. 
However, they went out and signed Antonio Brown. Why not take a flyer on a guy like that? The Packers will never do this. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers know the window is closing with Tom Brady. While the window remains closed almost, he has in parentheses, with Aaron Rodgers, the Packers sit idly by and draft for the future and not for the here and now. This is the reason I don't believe in Gutekinds and I don't believe in this organization anymore. They're only in it to make a buck to get to the postseason, and they're fooling us as fans. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's yeah. kind of look. I, I I know it's you know we're supposed to react to this, but it's kind of like that. We're hearing a lot of that. Right. We are. You know what I mean? And there's some truth to it. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, look. They have talked about it before, and Brian Gutekunst has said you get to the postseason, anything can happen. Mm-hmm. So that goes back to the quote, like catch lightning in a bottle comments. You know, eh, you know, we'll see what can happen. You may, who knows? Maybe we get a little bit lucky. Things happen, but. In the NFL, you're on the same playing stage as everybody else. It's not like baseball, where in baseball, you know, you've got a 35 to $55 million payroll versus a $200 million payroll. This is the NFL. Everybody's pretty much on the same playing field. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So why is one organization looking at things and going for it, and why is another organization that while they have a history of winning, they don't have a history of consistently winning championships? Why is another organization like the Packers not consistently, quote, going for it? I think last year they pushed a lot of chips to the middle of the table when they went after uh, Preston and Zedaria Smith and Adrian Amos and company and Billy Turner, right? Well, I mean, th- there are some instances when you saw the Packers, and, and, and for me, here's the difference, Bill. They didn't really go f- – I mean, you needed those – you need the Smith brothers, right, and Amos. You need those guys to fortify what you had lost where you screwed up draft picks. So they're almost like draft picks. What Packer fans are looking for, they're going for it. The Smiths and, and Amos was not going for it to me. Right now, when you're in position to win, go get J.J. Watt, go for it. And that's what Packer fans are looking for them to do, to go for it. 855-830-8648-855-830-8648. This one's from uh, Brad who says, hey, guys, let's forget about the trade talk about adding another wide receiver and trade for an inside linebacker or a physical physical inside presence defensively. uh, Defense wins championships. A typical Packers fashion pickup, some undrafted free agent. Sure, that's what we're going to do. Right. Um, The Packers organization. Go go ahead, Gary. Because if you think about it, Bill, what uh, Nick Perry and uh, Clay Matthews? They never replaced those guys in the draft. No, and and so you had to go get two free agents to bring in to replace. I mean, it, the Packers draft this whole draft and development theory that they've having just just really they missed on a lot of drafts where just think just think our lucky stars that Gutekunst was able to pick up some guys that kind of fortified that position right away. Otherwise, we you know where where would we be? I mean, you let Nick Perry, you let Clay Matthews, and you never figure out your inside linebacker. That got old on you, and it wasn't Blake Martinez, but you drafted him to be, and it wasn't him. It's not Owen Burks. You drafted him to be, and uh, this Kamal Martin kid looked like he could be some. I saw him today. He looks good. If you can get Martin and uh, what's the other kid name? I think he got hurt today. Um, uh, Barnes. Chris, Chris Barnes. Chris Barnes. If you get both of those guys on the field at the same time, you may have something at your linebacker position. See, I and inside I, and out. Right. I kind of hope that both of those guys turn. I mean, we obviously hope that both of those guys turn out to be something, and then you can get maybe Kirksey back down the road. Boy, Oren Oren Burks. As Nothing. much as I like that guy, I personally, I man, just he doesn't give you much right of anything. There. Yeah. 
They uh, they missed on that. And, and I, granted, he's been banged up, and he's still absorbing things. But I, how many more excuses can you make for a guy that when he gets opportunities, you just you really can't. You know, you don't see it. You know, eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Get back into it. Want more of your phone calls? Your me your reaction. Give us a shout as the Green Bay Packers, they knock off the Houston Texans 35-20. Good win? Or are you like many that are sitting out there going, show me something when you win an NFC Championship game again? Because going 13-3 doesn't mean anything to me anymore, uh, which a, a lot of people today are saying that. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael show, or excuse me, the Green and Gold Postgame Show right after this. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. the way Rodgers played today and, and compare it to the ways you'd seen him play earlier in his, in, when you guys played against him? He played very well today. What did he do that, that made him play well? Threw the ball to the receivers and they caught it. That is J.J. Watt. That is J.J. Watt after the game. He's not feeling good. That is one angry Texan right now. And by the way, that he's he's short with one of the best writers in the business. That's John uh, John McClain from the Houston Chronicle down there. That's who was asking that question. We had John yeah. on earlier this week on the, my local really? show. Mm-hmm. And John's absolutely terrific and very, very well thought of. And that is uh, J.J., uh, his response to John. Well, J.J.'s not uh, feeling well. No, he's not. He's not happy with things right now, to say the very least. Hey, I don't look, blame I, him, you know. Yeah, I, you know, Bill O'Brien, kind of just—it's a mess. Derailed that team. Yes. And uh, yeah, I—he's in a mess. It's 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 a it's a bad situation. It really is, Bill. It really it's a bad is. situation. I mean, you saw it on his face the whole time during the game. It's like he needs to get out of there. Yeah. The Packers need to go save him. I don't know if they will or not. Uh, 855-830-8648, 855-830-8648. By the way, the injury report, which is brought to you by our friends at Tayback Law, sponsored by Tayback Law. Veterans, if you feel you've been wrongfully denied any benefits, contact Tayback for the payback at TaybackAttorneys.com. Um, the only guy that really had an issue, you saw Rashad Gary Rashad Gary go down uh, with oh, that ankle. He goes and, down and, every game. And then pop back up. Uh, but then you had Zadaria Smith uh, go down with an ankle, ankle and he ended he's up coming back. Right. Yep. He, uh, he's, ha- he's been nursing an ankle injury pretty much mm-hmm. uh, for the last few weeks. So uh, those were the two guys. Uh, that's the only two I can remember. Was there anybody else? I started writing them down as I was kind of going but along. There were the a game. lot of guys just falling down and then getting back up again. I mean, they right. had a lot of that going on. But uh, it didn't look like anything serious. Boy, the, uh, the injury to Aaron Jones came out of nowhere, right? Well, yeah, that, that came that, out of nowhere. Yeah, during the week, so uh, they sat him in that. How how much money what? has Jamal Williams made himself this year? Well, you know what he is, right? He's not. He's not. He's not Aaron Jones. No, but you, he's you he's that. he's opened a lot of eyes. Well, yeah, and he's just uh, he's a complimentary back, and he'll get paid as such. Well, do you, that, that's do all you, he is. Do you bring him back? One. No, no, I completely agree with that. But do you bring him back? Well, yes, depending on what his price is going to be. But I'm not going to overpay him because there will be some teams that are overpay him. I think he'll get overpaid somewhere. But he's not 
he's not, you know, I mean, you can see, I mean, I saw a couple runs. I'm like, Jesus, that was Aaron Jones. He took it to the house. He's not that guy. And so, but there'll be some guy there. Maybe it'll be a desperate team out there. Like, uh, teams that are not very good. They're overpaid for a guy like that. But if you I, can, um, you, but if you can, but if you can get him on a cheap, yeah, I, I think they should bring him back. But I, I think somebody's going to overpay for him. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. I I just think he has. I, I agree with you. Somebody's going to overpay for him. I hope yeah. he sticks around. Uh, for, only for the fact that those two guys, him and Aaron Jones, came into the league together. They yeah. kind of were shopped around together. I remember what right. with those being with those guys out in San Fran together. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just you know as as we sat there. Was it San Francisco or Houston? One of the two. But as we sat there mm-hmm. and. Uh, and we're talking to those guys when they were, you know, just kind of shopping themselves coming mm-hmm. into the league, and they were just mm-hmm. so joyous to be together. I hate to mm-hmm. kind of break that up, so to speak. Well, you'll have AJ AJ Dillon, right? So they'll run. So it'll be either AJ Dillon and Jamal Williams, or AJ Dillon and uh, Aaron Jones. Uh, well, you hope it's AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones. Well, that's what's going to be. I don't think those you know, three guys won't be long together. Once you get. Once you get uh, Aaron Jones or uh, AJ Dillon to start running behind his pads a little bit more and not so uh, straight up, I mean he's gotten yeah. better. But right. uh, then I think then you'll really start to find out exactly what it is you have in right. uh, in AJ Dillon. Eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight again eight five five eight three zero eight six four eight. Uh, let's do this. Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur both spoke to the media. Matt LaFleur just finished up just moments ago. Okay. Uh, let's take a listen to the head coach, Matt LaFleur, as he spoke to the media. We'll find it here in just one second, and we'll get to, to Matt LaFleur coming up here momentarily. But he ended up uh, chatting with the media. And then, of course, we'll hear from Aaron Rodgers and Adrian Amos, by the way, who uh, spoke to the media. Awesome. Here we go. So there you go, Matt LaFleur after the ball game. Some interesting stuff there, Gary, because he's right. We tend to forget because of win. You forget about the couple of special teams, I don't want to say gaffes, but, you know, they didn't come up with the onside kick and obviously a blocked punt today, uh, which in a tight game can always prove costly. So some things there that uh, not, uh, not, not not the best when it came to that particular aspect of the game. No, it really was, and, and so it, it's puzzling. So th- and, and that's when you get with the whole picture. That That's why fans are – giving you the, the side eye with, with this thing because you you look at what happened today and you saw these special teams blunders and you're thinking, are we a Super Bowl team? Are we the best team in the NFC? No one knows. I mean, that, that reared its ugly head today that we had not seen um, early here, I mean, in, in these first four games. 855-830-8648. Let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back, talk more about this, and uh, we'll talk more about the special teams, about what uh, Matt LaFleur had to say. Look, Matt LaFleur is kind of the same ilk of, you know, look, we can only play the teams that are ahead of us. We can only win by so much. That's we can it. only do things to get corrected. You know, <laughs> if, if fans don't want to believe, I don't know what to tell you, and if you, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Right. You know, but but all they can do is win football games and hope that uh, you jump on Stack board. Stack wins, baby. That's it. Five and one, 35-20. They knock off the Texans. We got more of the Green Gold Gold Game show right after this. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Oh. 
Second and goal. Rodgers looking, throws, end zone, touchdown. Malik Taylor. Malik Taylor getting in on the scoring today. Green Bay Packers, they get a win at 35-20, go to 5-1 on the season, knocking off the Houston Texans and uh, Aaron Rodgers with a big day. Malik Taylor, uh, the other wide receiver to catch himself a touchdown pass, along with uh, Jay Sternberger. Jay Sternberger into the mix. Only thrown to today, Gary Ellerson, one time. But uh, when when it comes to the tight end position, we know Mercedes Lewis. He's targeted three times a day with a catch, and he's kind of like the the buddy, the big dog, you know. But I know they want Sternberger into the mix. I know they want to be able to utilize what they feel he has talent-wise. But you can't deny what Tanyan brings to the table. He gets open. He gets downfield. That catch that he had, that diving catch that was off to his right, he had to come, kind of come back for. The Aaron Rodgers threw it off his back foot. He just continues to impress the hell out of me. Well, yeah. I mean, listen, the, I don't know if, Bill, you talked. Did you see that? that was that the Colin Cowherd thing this week about him not coming back, Rodgers not coming back? Right when he's down, did you did you see? Right. Did you talk yes. about that at all? Yes, we did. And so before that came out, though, we had some people calling to our show, talked a little bit about that two weeks ago, and his inability to win these close games. And you start getting on yourself, you start getting into yourself. Well, whether is is maybe the reason he can't win his games because the defense isn't it good, maybe because. He doesn't have enough players, but it was never really uh, about Rodgers. And we, we're used to Rodgers. I mean, I expected him to Rodgers to perform like this against this team. And, and I'm really getting weird now. I really am. Is when we come up against a really tough team, what does his numbers look like? How does he play? How does he perform? I mean, I, I, I don't know if there's any stock in that because one, the prevailing thought is that Rodgers never had enough, enough talent around him, so that's Ryan Gutekunst's fault, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or Ted Thompson. And the other the other thing was uh, that Mike McCarthy hindered him all these years is the reason why he doesn't have more Super Bowls. And then the third thing will be, is it about Aaron Rodgers? Well, I... I, I think uh, when I ask that question, you have to say, okay, if he doesn't have talent around him, don't teams that are better or elite have really good defenses? And they have the ability to take away your best weapon, therefore guys that are average or below average that you've been making look like superstars against worse teams, they don't have the ability to shine against better teams. So is it Rodgers or is it the talent around him? And that's the question. Because, I mean, people say, well, Rodgers doesn't win big games. Well, he's won right. playoff games. Those are one-and-dones, right? Right. <laughs> yes. So, you know, I mean, he's right. won big games to put himself in to the postseason. He won a big game against the Bears when he came back from injury a couple of years back when throwing that pass to Randall Cobb. You know, okay, he won that game. He's won a Super Bowl. He had one of the most impressive games I'd ever seen go back to 2010 against uh, the Atlanta Falcons. You know, I mean, he's won games. To say that he, no, he didn't win an NFC Championship game, completely agree with that. You know, but that doesn't mean he didn't win the game the week before that because that was just as big a game because if you lose that game, you go home. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's. I I guess it's kind of like they say beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Mm -hmm. Well, 
big games are only in the eye of the beholder. You know, I mean, if you think this is a big game and he doesn't win it, well, that's great. But maybe the big game was the week before when they had to win it to at least have a shot at getting into the postseason, that type mm-hmm. of thing, you know? Right. So, mm-hmm. I, I I don't know. I mean, you know, the, the, this today was a big game. You don't, certainly don't want to lose two in a row. You don't want yeah. everybody to be questioning your ability yeah. as a team. Well, but, so, was today I mean, a big I, game? I no, it wasn't because people don't see it as a big game because it was a team that you're supposed to beat. Right. It, it was a team that was inferior to you. It was a team that you knew that you could beat. So, that makes it not a big game. Right. I I don't I, I don't know. I don't, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there because you brought that out. That right. numbers, the way he played. Yeah, sure. I expect for him to play that way against that guy against that team. Right. Right. I expected for the, the Badgers to go out and blow Illinois out. I expect that Graham Mertz to do what he did against Illinois. They're not good. I mean, we don't. I mean, do it against Ohio State. Do it against Alabama. Right. Michigan, Michigan is not Michigan anymore, but no, right? right? Oh, geez, did Penn State? No, don't talk college football. Did Penn State take a big loss this weekend? Oh, they got God. beat by Indiana, yeah. And Indiana's right. been a program on the come for right. a while, very quietly, right. yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Those are the teams that we're looking. Or you know, here's another one. Maybe and people are looking for tests. Uh, I'm thinking most folks think we should take Minnesota behind the woodshed, right? So a loss would be like you didn't see that coming. Correct. But a win, but a win you expect for you expect to get a win. So if he goes, so if he throws three hundred and fifty yards and four or five touchdowns, no one really cares because that's what they expect you to do against them. Correct. Yeah, and I look, I completely agree with you. I I just, I people want to see Aaron Rodgers be great every game, and we all do too. But when you play better competition, greatness is in the eye of the beholder. It's it's did he make big plays in big moments? Did he make that spectacular play that only Aaron could make? Did the guys around him help him out? Because you you know you know as well as I do, football. Look, you can look great as a quarterback, but you can't do it without a good offensive line. You can't do it mm-hmm. without good receivers. Somebody's got to make a big play, you know. Right. And you can say, well, look at the statistics. He's twenty-two of twenty-six or whatever. Yeah, but you got a receiver that went out and caught four unbelievable passes. Mm-hmm. It makes that look all that much better. Just like that catch right. today from Devontae Adams right. down the sideline. Holy mackerel! Right. How he caught that, I have no idea. Right. But Aaron, but Aaron gets credit for Aaron Rodgers gets credit for it because it was just another terrific pass. It was over twenty yards, mm-hmm. you know. So no, no doubt about it. I, I I sometimes look. I I can say you know, uh, you look at Lamar Jackson in big moments. He has not taken that next step with his team, you know. But eventually, you know, he will. But that's the knock on him right now that he has. Mm-hmm. Ne- but he'll he'll win big games in a regular season. You know, eventually he'll he'll win those games. But when you look at the overall totality between them and the Kansas City Chiefs, and the Kansas City Chiefs went into Baltimore and just beat them up, well, Kansas City's a more talented team. We can just say that. But but Lamar Jackson, he gets tagged with not beating Patrick Mahomes. Not to mention that their defense gave it up to Patrick Mahomes, and he they couldn't Correct. stop him. Therefore, right. Lamar Jackson didn't have as many opportunities. So, it, yes, I get it. And I understand it's where we give way too much credit to the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. but also to knock them in, in, in reality, they're going to take the criticism, but it's not always warranted. And I also think that there is a, uh, even though he has at times been an Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, pusher of fame and better talent around him. Pushing I also fame, think that yeah. Colin, Cow- Colin Cowherd has, has taken his, his 
fair shots at the Packers organization at times. Uh, sure, sure. Uh, you know, uh, I guess when they didn't really deserve it. Mm-hmm. He took sure. shots to take shots. So, anyway, let's do this. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. Sure. We'll come back. Got a lot more to get to. Your reaction. I uh, got a lot of reaction over on the Facebook fan page about this one. Packers are 5-1, and 35-20. to 20. They knock off the Houston Texans. Got a lot more of the Green and Gold postgame show with Gary Ellerson. I'm Bill Michaels. We'll be back after this. Wisconsin-wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Sometimes you got a stick. And sometimes you got a hit. Let's find out the hit of the game. Brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America for over 225 years. Check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. Third down at three. As Watson is wrapped up, down he goes. Adrian Amos with his first sack of the season. There you go. That is the hit of the game. The hit of the game brought to you by the Boilermakers Local 107. Building and rebuilding America over 225 years. You can check out their apprenticeship opportunities at Boilermakers107.com. The hit of the game. Always good. Adrian Amos getting the sack. Gary Ellison alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Packers are 5-1, and 35-20. They knock off the Texans. Amos, uh, Adrian Amos spoke after the game to the media. Here's what he had to say. There you go, Adrian Amos after the game. Gary, how important has he been? Because he's not a flashy guy. He's not a name you hear consistently. How important a pickup was he last year? Well, gave you some stability on your back end. Um, Ha-ha Clinton Dix was kind of sporadic. This guy's give you a little bit – he's give you a little bit more stability back there, and that's kind of what you need. You're not getting beat over the top. Nobody's blowing coverages. It feels like everybody's where they're supposed to be, and that's what he gave them back there on that back end. Let's do this. We'll step uh, step away, take a quick break. When we come back, our Green and Gold Insider, Mike Clemens, is going to join us. And uh, Mike is going to give us his thoughts on this contest and how big a win this actually was. We'll take it from a guy that's there each and every day. Stay tuned. we got more of the Green and Gold postgame show. Packers get a win. Five and one they are on the season. 35 to 20, they beat the Texans. We'll be right back. Listening to the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Packers game is over, and now it's time to break this one down. It's the Green and Gold Post Game Show with former Packers running back Gary Ellerson and the big unit, Bill Michaels. Packers get a win, 35-20. They knock off the Houston Texans, and uh, the Packers are now 5-1. and one. We do have some breaking news in the state of Wisconsin coming out of the University of Wisconsin. Uh, after his tremendous day yesterday, the report is <laughs> Graham Mertz has tested positive for COVID-19. That, that'll slow now, you down. That'll that slow that you down. just, well, I mean, damn. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see can, if it's a false positive or not. Right, we hope it's a be, false positive. It could be like Nick Saban. Right. Yeah, I mean, Nick Saban tested uh, positive what, on a Thursday, and he was ready to go Saturday. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Just like, oh, what do you, what do you, God, that just, what? man, oh, man. What do you mean? 
are you talking about? Well, it, it, you just you get a guy off right. to a start like that, you know, hey, and, and you don't hey. want to you don't want to slow that momentum down, well, you know. It's, come on, it's, it's a badger way. <laughs> it's not like the Badgers did it. You know what? Way. I can it's see just, somebody. That's why you can't get. That's why you can't. That's why you just, I came on. Just slow it down. Slow it down. So somebody Mario out, out slowing down. So somebody out in Madison said, "Wait a minute. Yeah. We can't get the hype too big. We're Come gonna have on, to get this guy COVID, dude." Yeah, yeah, Oh, my goodness. Uh, Packers get a win. Badgers get a win. Well, I tell you what, we'll talk a little Big Ten later on in the program, but it was some surprise. Iowa got knocked off yesterday. Right. That was a, Rutgers got a win. Yes. How about that? Shoshana, Rutgers never yo, gets a win in the Big Ten. Shishano, what's his name over there? Shiano. Shiano. Yeah, him too. Yeah. Yeah, him too. Yeah, him too. <laughs> got a win, man. Got a win. Uh, Mike, Mike Clemens, our Granny Gold Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Uh, Michael, this is a win, and, uh, well, we, I guess you could say they put the train back on the tracks in this one, right? Yeah. Graham Mertz, most accurate to debut as a Badgers quarterback, and now with COVID. But the good news is that Aaron Rodgers is negative, and he was – back where he's supposed to be in this offense. A quarterback rating today, 132, four touchdown passes. And, uh, you know, I thought he, uh, he looked a lot more comfortable today. And he talked just after the game on beating the Texans after that blowout loss in Tampa last week. Um, that game is an, is an outlier, I believe. And, and today was more in line with our first four weeks. Um, a game that, you know, I know we're in week seven. Um, but they've had a lot of turmoil over there on that side. A game that uh, if we want to be a great team, we got to win these games. Um, I don't think it was the cleanest game from an operational standpoint. Probably in all three phases. Offensively, we had some uh, plays that uh, definitely leave your head scratching. But then you turn around, you've scored 35 points. We had a really good uh, day on third down. We were really good in the red zone. Um, so it's one of those kind of strange, uh, strange games where you're uh, definitely productive. But uh, there was some more out there that we probably could add. And so, then, Mike, uh, I, I was gonna, I'm sorry. I was just going to say it just it, it was so interesting because Aaron Jones not on that injury report this week until later in the week. And, and boy, I, I tell you what, they really didn't miss a, too much of a beat in the run game. No. Uh, Jonesy had he, he tweaked his calf in practice Thursday. It started to tighten up on him Thursday night and Friday morning. He didn't practice on Friday. He did make the trip, but there was no way they were going to let him on the field today. So Aaron Jones out. Tyler Irvin – I thought this was interesting talking to Aaron Jones on Friday. He ran a lot of that stuff that Tyler Irvin runs in the jet sweeps in their motion, and he went to Tyler Irvin after the Bucks game and said, man, I didn't realize how much running you've got to do, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. back and forth behind the line. You know, they're like running gassers. Uh, and so that's why people were saying how much they were missing Irvin in running your offense against the Buccaneers last weekend. And A.J. Dillon gets his chance. But, you know, Jamal Williams came through today with over 100 yards total offense, both catching the ball, running with it. Um, A.J. Dillon got five carries in today's game. And Matt LaFleur saying after the game, how nice is it to have a backup running back like Jamal Williams when Aaron Jones is inactive? Oh, Jamal is a starter in our mind. And we feel like we have two of them. And we feel like we have a great young talent and A.J. Dillon. So, you know, we're really fortunate to have three guys that are are capable of carrying the load. And Jamal does so much from not only obviously as, as, as a runner, but 
in the passing game, whether it's going out of the backfield, catching balls, and in protection. He's always consistent, and we know we can always count on him. Well, I think when you go look at, you know, Jamal Williams, and, and, and next year uh, you look at his contract. I mean, he's up for a contract, right? Aaron Jones up for a contract. I mean, I think you, you look at him today. I think he showed today. I don't think he's Aaron Jones, but I think he most certainly de- is going to get paid somewhere, if not with the Green Bay Packers. And, Gary, if I'm Jamal Williams' uh, agent, I'm saving that clip right there from Matt LaFleur saying we don't think of him as a backup. <laughs> right. We think of him as another starter. Yes. And so then you had those injuries starting to stack up today. You saw Zadarius Smith leave the game. He's wearing high tops. High tops. Yes, so I saw right those. Bothering. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah. You know, and we saw that in practice last week. Uh, he left the game. He did come back. You saw him with his hand on the ground at times, mm-hmm. playing the three technique off the guard. Chris Barnes, this number 51 kid, undrafted. Great, but he keeps on getting banged up. He was down by the Texas. Well, he's got a line. shoulder, looks like. Hurt his shoulder, Gary. Hit yeah. hurt his shoulder. They put in Ty Summers, but, the, you know, he uh-uh. ended up giving up a touchdown on the yeah, next drive uh-uh. to the yeah, Texans. Yeah. So then they, they, they put in Kamal Martin, the fifth-round pick, who looked so great in training camp, had to have some knee surgery, and mm-hmm. he got those snaps toward the back end of the game, number 54. Right. Have to take another look at the film to see how that went. But, you know, mm-hmm. you're talking to Adrian Amos about, man, you're out there, no Kevin King, <laughs> no Darnell Savage, you know, with a quad. Raven Green, mm-hmm. you know, this guy, he hits right. hard. And you see Deshaun Watson saying, 24 is the mic, okay? <laughs> Because they're putting him over the middle, but this guy left with an oblique today. Raven Green right. keeps on getting banged up. And you asked Adrian Amos, it seemed like he had a revolving door in the secondary today. Um, you know, everybody has their role. And then um, when things happen, people go down, people have to step up. And, and you have to maintain that same um, standard that we have. I think the guys that came in, they did very well um, for what they was asked to do. And, um, I feel like overall, um, we, we contained them. We contained the vertical passing game. You know, they may have had um, a couple of things um, on a couple of the drives, but I think for the most part, everybody that came in and played well. And I, and Mike, I think, uh, go, ahead, go ahead, Bill. But, no, but I was just going to say uh, that, that when you look at this, this defense the way it was with all the different pieces, and then the return last week of Devontae Adams and getting all the criticism for throwing the ball to him so much, yeah. and the fact that guys, that as this team has lost guys' injuries, yes, we you miss Swerving Irvin, you know, things like that. But now that I think you get back to what Aaron Rodgers said in that quote, I feel like we were more in a rhythm. We were back to what we were the first four weeks of the season. It certainly seemed like there was the depth there. There was the flowility, flow, whatever you want to call it, the like flowation word, of Bill. the game there. Yeah, flowility. The, the, mm-hmm. the flowation of the game, it seemed flow-ation. like things were at least were at least a, a, a constant motion forward rather than trying to figure things out. Gary Ellerson cracks me up over there. I like them. Bill be, be using them big words sometimes, man. No, that, no, you know, Rodgers was talking a couple weeks ago about the flow of the plays. And then there, yeah, trepidation he had just, one week. Yeah, I mean, he, he's killing me. Yeah, it's fluidity. So, yeah, you know uh, – you got J.J. Watt over there looking for his 100th sack, and they shut him out him. with Rick Wagner and big Mercedes Lewis putting him out in the, you know, at the start of the game. Rodgers getting the ball out of his hands quick today. And no Aaron Jones. Yeah, we're going to go to Devontae Adams 16 times, 13 catches, 196, kind of a career day for him, and the two touchdowns. And then even these kinds of obstacles with this 
of familiarity. How's there's another one of the F word <laughs> between Devon? There's that third down where it looked like Devontae sort of lost the ball at the sideline, uh, and Rodgers hit him like right there at the waist in the hands, and he said he actually had a hard time seeing it inside NRG Stadium. Yeah, I mean those those are the ones, and that actually happens a lot more often than people um, than people think. It's it's a tough, you know, you get in some of these domes, the ball's in the light line for a while, and I like you said, I could not see the ball until basically to touch my hands. I kind of had an idea where it was, and I just had to squeeze on it. And, you know, that's just credit to Aaron for throwing the ball that, you know, I can catch without seeing. I, uh, Mike, I still think, uh, again, going back to the question whether or not this was a solid win, I think it was a very solid win. And going back to what Devontae said, you know, with they had injuries as well, but Aaron Rodgers, it didn't seem like, much like in the game against Minnesota, it did, they didn't force the ball to Devontae. And he had, other than that catch that he had in the end zone, I think it was a three- or four-yard touchdown pass, it seemed like even when he went to Devontae, he was still going through a rotation on the field. He was still going through checkdowns on the field because he knew Devontae was the guy he wanted to go to, but he was right. still looking off coverage. He wasn't staring down Devontae as much. Right. Spreading the ball around, you know, they were running the ball, dominating the clock like they did the first two games and they didn't have to take shots for touchdowns they took passing shots in the red zone and spread the ball around to robert tanyan hell malik taylor the kid you know that the beat out kumaro for that spot um i'm i'm very disappointed in marquez Valdez scantling i just they don't they don't trust him man you know they need him to be a number two he's not playing like a number two right now they didn't use him you know taking shots that was just the situation. But you talked. Here's the big turning point early in the game. First series, Packers with the ball. And on third down, number 21 from the Texans, their corner, Bradley Roby, he leaves the game with a knee injury and didn't return. And Devontae asked, how much difference did that make for him the rest of the game? I mean, I look at everybody the same way, and I think I've said that a trillion times at this point, and there's no disrespect to anybody. Uh, you know, 21 is a hell of a player. And I'm not really sure what happened and why he didn't play. I would have loved that matchup as well. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I can only eat what's in front of me. So I think I'm, I'm going to go out there and play and, and run my routes to win, no matter who's who's guarding me, as, uh, as I always say. But, uh, you know, that would that would have been a good matchup either way. I, 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 go ahead, Mike. I was going to uh, jump in there for a second. Well, you know, so now we take it over to the Texans locker room. And, you know, here's a team that I would say heading into this season you thought would be a, a top five, top six team in the NFL with a shot at the Super Bowl led by Deshaun Watson, the quarterback. And, you know, some teams were ready for COVID. This team I don't think was. And Romeo Cornell, interim head coach again, listened to this question and answer session about now they're heading it. They're one and six heading into their bye and what it was like losing that Bradley Roby in the first series of the game. After Roby went out, they didn't always work the way we anticipated that they were going to work. Some of them were zone calls. You know, we played some zone, and uh, they were still able to get deep against some of the zone calls as well. But not having your matchup corner, not being able to match up on their best guy, I think it did hurt us. Romeo, entering the bye week with you guys being one and six, how would you describe the state of this team and, and where do you feel like you guys go from here for the rest of the season? Well, we're an inconsistent team and we showed that today. What we have to do is we have to try to refresh our minds, refresh our bodies during the bye week and then come back 
and practice, work together, pull together to be a more consistent team going down the stretch. And, you know, we, we've got some ability. When we give the quarterback time, he can make some plays. Defensively, you know, we're inconsistent, uh, but we did do better against the run overall today. But then we got killed in the passing game. That's a sign of inconsistency. Hey, Mike, can we take a break and, and bring you back in the next segment? Sounds good. Let's do that because we're, we're running that. a little bit late here. Let's do that. Uh, Gary Ellison alongside Mike Clemens joining us as well. It's the Green and Gold postgame show. Listening to a lot of the inside the locker room chatter after the Packers get a win 5-1. and one. They are 35-20. They get the win. Knock off the Houston Texans. The next up, Minnesota Vikings coming to Lambeau Field. More of the Green and Gold postgame show coming up next. Border to Border, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. From the line of scrimmage to the end zone. What was the drive of the game? It's time for the Chevy drive of the game. Find what's next. Check out the new 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDrivesChevy.com. Third down and four. As Rodgers throws it to Adams, makes the catch, and will take it in for his second touchdown today. 45 yards from Rodgers to Adams on third down. No over-the-top help there. Devontae Adams gets loose 45 yards, and that uh, culminated in eight-play, 75-yard drive in four minutes and 11 seconds. And that is your drive of the game, and it's brought to you by our good friends at Chevy. Find out what's next. Check out the new Chevy she- or 2020 Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or WisconsinDriveChevy.com. That's Wisconsin Drive Chevy. Dot com. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. Packers 35-20 over the Texans. They get a win. They go to 5-1. and one. Mike Clemens is here uh, talking more about it and bringing us more inside the locker room. So, Mike, uh, look, we know the Texans, their, their head coach just says, hey, all we can do is continue to try to get better. Offensively, they're not a bad football team, but defensively they're just nowhere near as, as good as they used to be, and they're nowhere near a playoff contender any longer. No, and you're surprised that they can't at least get in shootouts more often, but um, they're, they're off to a very slow start. They made a play on special teams. And, you know, I was, it was funny because no sooner did I think this, we went through three quarters. One of the things about the Packers lost to the Bucks, and you're looking for a spark, Matt LaFleur to find some kind of a spark to change the momentum after two Aaron Rodgers interceptions in the pick six. And I thought, how about special teams? When is the last time the Green Bay Packers try to pull something on special teams, like a fake punt or something? But, you know, Sean Manega, special teams coordinator for Green Bay, at least he keeps you in good field position. J.K. Scott had some good punts. And then the backup running back for the Texans today blocks a punt, and suddenly you're starting to pay a little more attention to those special teams. And you got this Henry Black, Black kid, a safety undrafted out of Baylor that was in camp and they activated him this morning. He ends up getting two tackles, and he gets that shoulder, you know, on, on a on a guy carrying the ball, and creates a forced fumble. So it's it's funny how those plays can can play up and and come creep into a game like this. For the Texans, Brandon Cooks, here's a guy that's been around the league, and I told you that you know last week, you know, the word out of Houston was they're giving up. I mean, they got a week from this next week, Tuesday, election day to maybe trade and start trying to acquire draft picks and just rebuild a new team around Deshaun Watson. And so here's Brandon Cooks a couple of minutes ago after the game 
with the media uh, in Houston on their troubles with sustaining their offensive drives. Brandon, what do you think you guys can do to be more consistent? We see the flashes. We see the ability. What do you think you guys can do to be more consistent on offense? Be more consistent in practice. I'm sorry. Could you could you elaborate on that? I mean, just are what you repeatedly do. I think we could be more consistent in practice, and I think that will show in the game. As far as getting into the details, that's, you know, we keep, once again, keep that in the building, but just being more consistent at practice as well. Brandon, as someone that's been traded many times, what do you tell your teammates that you head into the trade deadline? Obviously, that creates a lot of uncertainty, and Romeo tried to clear the air about that before this game. Uh, what do you tell your teammates? You know, at the end of the day, you just got to, once again, continue to focus and do what you can. Those things are out of God's control, so you can't be thinking about that. You know, you just got to go and show up to work and show that you love this game and be there for your teammates, you know, regardless what the the rumors are. You know, there's so many lies out there in our media today. Um, and so we just got to tune out that noise and focus within our building, and that's the most important thing. You know, I know it's a cliche answer, but I think that's what you got to do. Um, it sounds like an incredibly frustrated group. We heard just a little bit of uh, of J.J. Watt earlier, Mike, and it, it sounds like the Houston Texans are – on the verge of, like, inwardly collapsing. Green Bay Packers are still winning. Why? Because they got Aaron Rodgers. But was it two years ago? Mark Murphy said, let's move on from Mike McCarthy, who's not off to a great start in Dallas right now, and let's bring in, let's make the decision on a Matt LaFleur, who brings in a very strong, young, energetic coaching staff from all different corners of the NFL. And look at the changes you've made, and you've kept with your, you know, your younger build through the draft kind of a team, et cetera. And when a COVID challenge hits, your organization does really good when it comes to so far so good, knock on wood, with the COVID. Texans, maybe not so much. And Deshaun Watson, this gifted quarterback, I've never, I don't remember covering, I've covered some one in four Packers teams, uh, and of course I've had you know 28 years of Hall of Fame quarterbacks, but I don't remember covering a one in six Packers team. And it's just amazing the precipitous drop of this Houston Texans team from where they were a year ago to being one of six. And Deshaun Watson, this kid, this quarterback, this is like the longest first half of a season he's ever experienced. COVID to coaching change to losses to success to family. I mean, just everything. You know, so it's a good time for me to be able to kind of decompress this bye week, uh, figure out you know the second half of the season. To, to relax the body and mind and, and just find some some time and, and then come back to work and, you know, just try to finish it off as strong as possible. And I wanted to expand on this, Bill, because this Texans team was in Green Bay for a week, for the week of joint practices last summer. And you thought, man, these, these guys are going to be a team to contend with. But then you talk to Texans safety Michael Thomas. He's 30 now. He's been with the 49ers, Dolphins, and Giants and now with Houston, and this is what he's trying to say to these young guys lost on this one and six team in Houston. How what type of player are you when you're one and five? Are you gonna go out there and just dog it? Are you gonna go out there and try to get better every single week? Are you gonna go out there and compete, regardless of what your record is, regardless of what your situation is, your standing is? And uh, I think the vets, a lot of vets know that. Even though the Texans have had a lot of success here lately, I think a lot of vets know that. But the young guys, you know, especially just letting them know and understanding, like nah. This isn't a time to, you know, tank it in or pack it in. It's time to actually, like, focus on your technique. Get better. You know, Gary, you've been there with with, with the team. Yeah. Yeah, and and what I was going to say here, Bill, 
Uh, you talked about, we talked about Mike McCarthy moving on from them. And, and I can remember where a lot of people were giving, um, you know, the, 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 you know our, our owner, our so-called owner, were, well, not really so-called owner because we really don't have one, but they were giving him a lot of grief about how he was running things at 1265 uh, Lombardi. And what you see is that you have to have a structure in place with your GM with ownership, and yes, you still can come out of this. You're right. You're right. The Green Bay Packers had Aaron Rodgers. They got Deshaun Watson. That's a pretty good offensive football team. They got a lot of weapons. But for some reason, there's something that's not right within that organization that they need to get right. Yeah, maybe it was time for McCarthy to go. But the Green Bay Packers rallied from that, right? And they went out and they hired the next coach. A lot of people did not like Matt LaFleur when Mark Murphy bought him in here. So, and, and right now, you look at Packer fans right now, they're so spoiled, they're pissed off today about this win. They don't even know how to feel about that. So, I mean, it, it is. You, you, you look at where the Houston Texans are at and how far they fall. Mike, you're right. Just last year, these guys were a Super Bowl team. And look how far they fall from grace. Now, flips, the other side of that is the Green Bay Packers, new head coach. Uh, they, they've got, you know, a lot of new people on this, on this uh, Packer coaching staff. They went 13-3 last year, probably going to win another 13 games, and our fans are pissed off. Are you kidding me? Well, and the thing is, Gary, you, you won a game without your left tackle today with J.J. Watt. And your you running back, yes. And your coach figured out a way on how to, how to deal with that. And, you know, look at these inside linebackers. You know, one goes down with an injury, another one steps up, and they're playing pretty darn good. And, you know, your team is only as good as your weakest player. And, you know, by God, Henry Black <laughs> – Getting out there for three, four plays. I didn't even know who he was. I said Bill. I said Bill, number 41. Bill didn't even know who I was talking about. Bill had to go look up 41. I mean, you know. Henry Black. Yep, well, I, don't, I don't know where Elliot Wolf is today, but I think Goody was probably a pretty good choice at picking up where Ted left off on keeping the roster fresh with smart kids and that are competitive. And maybe, you know, they're not the Antonio Browns of the world, right. but at least they keep you in the games and keep you in the season. And then listen to a quality guy, quality guy like J.J. Watt. I've been around him two, three times. Uh, Bill, there was one time that Bill and I were at the Pro Bowl, and J.J. Watt pointed to Bill and said, I grew up listening to you, which made us feel pretty old. Yeah, yeah well, he, well, Bill, well, well, well Bill's relatively young. I mean, he's no only better, <laughs> There's no better vocal leader than J.J. Watt. Listen True. how ticked off this guy is. Here's J.J. Watt after today's loss. JJ, what's it like chasing Aaron Rodgers and getting close to him, and then find out he's already completed a great pass down the field? I mean, what do you think that's like? Not, not great. JJ, we've kind of asked these questions several times this year, but now you're going into the bye week at one and six. What are your feelings about this team going forward? Got to get better. JJ, as a leader, as a veteran on the team, what do you tell your teammates the way the state of the season, the state of the team right now, as far as uh, you know, holding it together, keeping it together? Show up to work and do your job. Hey, JJ, how would you assess your level of confidence in this defense and in this team right now, considering where everything is? I mean, we're one and six. You're, you are what your record says you are. I was. I, I understand that you don't coach or play DB, but could you speak to how the the injury to Bradley Roby just kind of threw things off for you guys, 
in terms of whatever your game plan was today? No, I know nothing about that. You can talk about the way Rogers played today and, and compare it to the ways you'd seen him play earlier in his, in, when you guys played against him. He played very well today. What did he do that, that made him play well? Threw the ball to the receivers and they caught it. JJ, y'all came close last week in the second half. Your defense had several stops in a row. So there was a chance something could happen if your offense could have done something. Do you see any light at the end of the tunnel for this team going forward? Just got to go to work, get better. How would you characterize your emotions at this point? Just kind of, obviously, it's frustrating. It's tough. You're not accustomed to losing around here. Yeah, frustrated. I'm angry. I mean, it sucks. I don't know. I don't know what else I'm supposed to feel. Thanks, JJ. Mm -hmm. That's it. Wow. That is uh, That was one unhappy camper right there. I mean, he has a right to be unhappy. I mean, when you see a guy's motor like he has and – then to uh, watch do the you, way uh, do you as a as a press guy do you give JJ Watt the benefit of the doubt knowing that you know the kind of person he is knowing that everything he's done for the state of Texas I think that was a totally classy response like from a veteran leader like JJ Watt and saying this is messed up and this needs to be fixed now or I want out I think that's what he's saying right there. I don't. I don't think he could have said it any better. That's. I would, uh, I would agree. I would agree too. That's because uh, he even said it. What was it? Uh, right before they fired uh, their head coach, Bill O'Brien, he even said something to the effect then that this like something with communication and the message is messed up. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was a loud salvo over the bow of the ship that was the uh, the Houston Texans. That Mike, great stuff. Is, a lot go of ahead. Money over a lot of years and everything, but yeah. he's like, you know, you people don't know what you're doing. You got to rebuild. You, you need football operations. You need, uh, you know, to get, get a better coach. This place is on fire, and I've given you everything I can, and and all the injuries he's rehabbed and everything like that, and this is what you give us to work with. You know, this ain't working. And to get beat by a fresh new team led by a 40-year-old head coach like Matt LaFleur probably makes it even more difficult for him. Like, you know, why did I get stuck with this? You know, we, we, we've been to the playoffs. We never got quite to the next level. We were always close. Then we got this quarterback. This quarterback's as good as he thinks is probably as Patrick Mahomes is. Why can't we close the deal and get the scouting department and all those other things you need to do to get to the next level in the NFL? I feel sorry for him. I feel Are sorry too? for him. Yep, no doubt. Mike, great stuff, buddy. We'll talk soon, okay? Thanks, Thanks Mike. Gary. Appreciate it. Uh, let's do this. We'll uh, take a quick break away. We'll come back, uh, get into our MVP coming up here in just a little bit. We're also going to hear from Aaron Rodgers. That is next on the Green and Gold Postgame Show. 16 stations strong. The Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Let's hear from the QB of today's game. Let's hear what number 12 has to say after this one. Brought to you by Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always pay green for your gold. RobertHackDiamonds.com. Welcome back. Green and Gold postgame show continues on. Five and one, the Packers are now waiting for the Minnesota Vikings to come a call in next week at Lambeau Field. That is scheduled for a noon kickoff. 35-20, they beat the Texans today. Gary Ellerson alongside. I'm Bill Michaels. 
And uh, let's uh, we'll, we'll get to Aaron Rodgers coming up here in a moment. I do want to get to the caller that's been on hold for a little while. Let's go to Brian listening to us in Wauwatosa. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing just fine. How about yourself? Good. What you thinking? Well, you know, I kind of want to look at this. I, I called in because I, I'm hearing a lot of negative stuff. And even if we look at the last two years, if we take away all of the wins that we've had in the last two years, and you look at our worst losses, San Francisco, Tampa Bay this year, whatever, blah, blah, blah. If you look at what team is on the field playing those loss, losses, if we break down the rest of the season, the rest of the schedule that we've got going on, worst case scenario is 11-5. and five. And that would be losing to the Bears twice, losing to Tennessee, and losing to Indianapolis. And we all know how Bears games go. Worst case scenario is usually split. We can beat Indianapolis. And Tennessee, if we can stop the run, King comes back and sits in the middle, uh, and, you know, you're blitzing him and get our nose guard back, we can stop that run. You know, so worst case scenario, we're 11-5. and five. We're already, you know, that's, that's a playoff team right there. If they play up to their wins over the last two years, I mean, we can beat anybody in the NFL. Sure. I, no doubt I about completely it. agree with that. Yeah, no doubt about it. It's wide open. It, it, you know, he, and, and I don't know what they did today, but I like the Tennessee Titans a lot. I think if the Green Bay Packers will have to play the Tennessee Titans, they're in trouble. Because I think they're the one team that can bust them in the mouth and be physical enough that that can absolutely be. But that's way over in the AFC. You won't have to see them until uh, Super Bowl if you get there, right, Bill? Right. So yeah. I mean, by the way, the Texans got beat uh, at home, twenty-seven, twenty-four, by Big Ben and the Steelers. The Titans did. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, so it's a fluid situation over there. I mean, now the Steelers are making a little noise, but uh, it, but that's in the AFC. But if you look in the NFC right now, I mean, everybody wanted to say Tampa Bay. I, I just I'm not buying Tampa Bay as of yet. They went out and got AB. We'll see what that does to their team. Most certainly they have weapons. Most certainly have a good defense. I just think Aaron Rodgers can play better and will play better. Listen, they were up 10 nothing, and uh, they didn't have an answer. So they just need to go back and play like they were up when they were up 10 nothing. Let's do this. Uh, Aaron Rodgers spoke to the media just a little while ago. Let's take a listen to some of the stuff that uh, Aaron had to say after the ball game. And Aaron Rodgers, by the way, and his postgame presser is always brought to you by our friends at Robert Hack Diamonds. Robert Hack Diamonds, where they always pay green for your gold. Go to Robert Hack, H-A-A-C-K. That's roberthackdiamonds.com. Here's Aaron Rodgers. So there you go, Aaron uh, Rodgers after the ball game. When we come back, uh, Gary and I are going to pick the MVP of this contest. Packers get a win, 35-20, go to 5-1 and one of the season. we got the final segment of the Green Gold Postgame Show coming up next. Everywhere in Wisconsin, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Somebody stood out today. That player is the Van Horn MVP of the game. Let's see who Bill and Gary choose from today's game. Brought to you by Van Horn Automotive Group. Locations throughout Wisconsin and Iowa. Family born and employee owned. On the web at vanhornauto.com. Welcome back. Backers get a win 35-20, knock off the Texans, go to 5-1. And, and uh, Gary Ellerson and I, we choose the Van Horn Automotive MVP of the game. And it's easy to look at Aaron Rodgers and say what a game he had, but Gary... 
Uh, Devontae Adams, 13 catches, almost 200 yards, 196 yards, two touchdowns, that 45-yard catch and run for a touchdown. Also, he had that long one down the sideline that I don't know how he came up with, but he did. Uh, You could look over and say, you know, look at Adrian Amos. He had a sack today. You could also talk about uh, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith uh, getting in on some action today. Zadarius having a sack as well, but – you got to go back to Devontae Adams, don't you? Yeah, I think you do. But here's here's what you make note of, Billy. Uh, Jair Alexander is quietly having that kind of a season yes, where you is. say, go guard that guy and shut him down. He's doing that right now week in and week out. He is uh, being recognized as one of the best corners now in the league. And, right. and if he's not in the top five, he's damn close to it. But right. I agree with you. He is really – the Jair Alexander pick is really looking good. You can't wait to get Kevin King back and have him make his presence known again and, and then see how this this secondary of the Packers really begins to flourish. That's why if, if the, say, the Packers would make a deal and they bring in a guy like a Watt or something like that defensively. Oh, that, that defensive back group will be ecstatic. Yeah, because then you've got actually a rush. Yeah, you right. don't have to cover. Right. You don't have to worry about it, uh, worry about yeah. the covering that extra second mm-hmm. or two. So, but good stuff. We'll go with uh, Devontae Adams. Big day today uh, coming back uh, from injury just a couple of weeks ago. Last week he uh, got the ball quite a bit, but this week 13 catches, 196 yards, 45-yard touchdown pass, and another one to his name. So Devontae Adams is our Van Horn Automotive MVP of the week. So this week, Gary, look, I, we're, we're going to talk about probably the expected win. Yeah. But where does where do the Vikings rank I guess, as we start to stare stare down the barrel of the Vikings game at Lambeau Field on Sunday. If they beat the Vikings, is this another ho-hum game? Well, yeah, because I think the Vikings are in a sale mode. I mean, they got rid of the defensive lineman that they brought in to make their team better. I think they had another defensive player go on IR for hernia surgery. Had yeah, Daniel Hunter. It, had they been in it, they, he probably would not have done that. So it feels like to me that the Vikings are kind of thrown in a towel uh, for this year's uh, playoff race. So, to me, it's always a rivalry game, so that's always has something in it. But I, I, I think they're done. I mean, th- that, that, that game should be much like this Texans game where you see the Green Bay Packers, whole hum game, run away with it, and kick their tails. I uh, I still um, I still look at it as a, a good win if they knock off Minnesota, even though many won't. But really, now you got to look past that. You got to look to that yeah. San Francisco game, San and Francisco. as long as the Packers don't do that, but you look at that San Francisco yeah, game, and maybe it. maybe that's the one you circle and you say, okay, because San Francisco went into New England, and that game I don't think is complete just yet, but they beat the hell out of New England. Uh, well, no, they're up thirty three right to six. That. They're up thirty three to six right now. They're up 33-6 right now. You're right yeah. about that. Was looming large, yes, San Fran, most folks think we can get them. Was looming large, no matter what happens Monday night, will be the Chicago Bears. The first That'll be the next play one. Them. Yep. That will That'll be the, be the next one. Yep. All right, buddy. Good stuff. We'll talk All again right, soon. And uh, we're back at it uh, one more time before a, a sparse crowd. Uh, down at Energy Stadium, uh, the Green Bay Packers get a win, and they knock off J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans. It was 35-20. to 20. Enjoy the rest of your night. You got a good Monday night game with the Bears and the L.A. Rams. You got a game, what is it, game five of the World Series, a spectacular World Series so far. And uh, then uh, we'll talk about uh, the Minnesota Vikings coming up all next week. Time for us to go. Have a go. See you.
Wisconsin wide, the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t